for us to, uh, you've talked, Paul, before about the importance of six and seven, of uh, always going back for, uh, for uh, our uh, higher powers uh, to get uh, reconfigured our selfing uh and the results of our selfing so i've i've i'm looking at page uh 76 of our big book where i find the two paragraphs at the top of the page on six and seven if we can answer to our satisfaction, we then look at step six. We have emphasized willingness as being indispensable. As we are now ready to let God remove from us all the things which we have admitted are objective oh are we now ready to let god remove from us all of those things which we have admitted are objectionable can he take them one and all everyone if we still cling to something we will not let go of we ask god's help to god to help us be willing when we are ready we say something like this my creator i am now willing that you should have all of me good and bad i pray that you now remove from me every single defective character which stands in the way of my willingness to you and my fellows of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have then completed step seven. Does that give you any kind of inspiration? Mika, you are, I mean, uh, Mickey, you always give me inspiration. Yes. Oh, thank you, Paul. Mika also, wherever she is. Yes. <laughs> Mickey, Mika, Nina, Tina. Yeah, they all inspire me. So, yes, yeah, step six and seven. Basically, Paul, alcoholic, nice to see everybody. If you're new, uh, welcome. So, uh, six and seven obviously come after the four and five so these are the process of the working steps the decision to turn our will and life uh, over to the care of something greater than ourselves is followed by action which is the inventory so we do a, a basic inventory on the common manifestations of self in our lives so that hopefully we can recognize self and not call it us, yeah, after a while. Pretty clear, it's, it may be a very uh, vague uh, 
difference, but it becomes stronger and stronger. So the inventory process is the way we see it is to look at the common manifestations of how self has defeated us so that we can do what? Uh, maybe allow a higher power to step in and to uh, cease that defeat. Yeah, but first, we need to be convinced that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us. So if you're convinced of that, which means to believe with certainty, uh, we will now look at its common manifestations. Resentment is the number one offender. Yes, yeah? so resentment is a manifestation of self in our lives. We are in the collective us and there's a singularity in self. So the defeat hasn't been done by many it's been done by this one activity yeah it may defeat us in many ways but what defeats us isn't in many ways yeah it's self-centeredness that has grown into an extreme level to the point where we're trying to get relief from it but unfortunately as it so as we drink and use to get relief from self we're actually reinforcing the reality of self yeah so the bondage of self gets strengthened by wanting to escape it as self yeah who would have thunk but that's what happens i feel so the simple thing is you share this inventory with somebody and they go over with you it doesn't have to be you know crime and punishment it's just a, a t like a certain simple you know you recognize the skeleton and then you flesh it out with your share with your sponsor or whatever. So, um, and then after that happens, miraculously, you start seeing the patterns that used to defeat you, don't you? I mean, really, it's almost as if you had a life and every day the pages were all black ink and then suddenly there's a highlighting, a yellow gets put in there and it highlights something, yeah? And you start recognizing the manifestations of self in one's life, hallelujah. I mean, that's the point in one way. And so when you do that, what do you do after that? You've shared with your sponsor, he's shown you, he's helped you see things that you had blinders about. You start recognizing what had defeated you, now you're going to recognize what is defeating you. Yeah, you're going to be in present tense, instead of a historical knowledge of what defeated you, you're going to have uh, an immediate knowledge that's practical right now, before the defeat. Yeah, you'll see self as something other than you. Yeah, yeah. So because the historical knowledge really doesn't help, I don't feel. It can become self-knowledge that avails you nothing. So this is more about an activation of wisdom now. And so before the shit comes out of the oven and you, you call them your muffins, you can see the, the baking of the muffins and say they're not yours. Yes, hallelujah, really. I mean, it's that simple in a way. And what happens is, you start seeing this stuff that you sh started to get a glimpse of within the fifth step, sharing it with somebody. You start seeing it in your own little, you know, auditorium up there, your own little theater. 
And what you what do you do? What's the principle of the program of AA, which is reliance on a higher power? So you rely on that higher power, and you go through this the uh, the step of six and seven. Now you don't have to say it exactly the way they put it because he says, "When ready, we say something like this." So whatever fill whatever works for you. For me, it's to reconfigure. I don't believe you can take away energy. I think you can just change the form it's taking. Yeah. And so I, I just say, hey, I'm entirely ready to have this, whatever is cooked up, re, reconfigured. And I humbly ask that power to do it. That's six and seven. Yeah. So it's basically, you now see uh, the garbage being produced. You've had a new vision of ownership. You're not seeing it as your garbage. Yes. And that gives you a certain, uh, a, a different feeling of, it's not like begrudgingly bringing the garbage out to the, the street. You're pretty sort of happy about it <laughs> because you've had the effects of a nice smelling house and there's a lot more room for light to come in and shit like that. Yeah. I don't have to live around these giant elephants in all the rooms. And so you start doing that. You start bringing what gets revealed because it says this power is going to constantly reveal to us. I think a lot of get what gets revealed is the manufacture of self, yeah, alcoholism. And so when you see alcoholism, you bring it to the power that has gotten you sober in a way, and you allow it to keep getting, keep uh, making you of better use. Really, it's not like so that you can get a you know a house in hollywood hills but you you to be a better use to yourself and others well it's not a very self-centered agenda is it yeah and now if you don't believe that you're being put to use well uh then what's the idea of the new employer and the old employer what does employ mean it means to use yeah so something's using us no matter what and (laughs) we're just pledging allegiance to the new employer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to, to it's hard to get a new employer if you're identified as the old employer. Yeah. So <laughs> the old employer will now be under the new employer and of course it's going to think it's the the employer. Yeah. So it's going to imply employ the idea of God in a way of I'm going to get a better girlfriend. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's got weird ideas. So after a while, you recognize, uh, you know, the old boss, the new boss is the same as the old boss, like the old Who song. (laughs) Yeah, so six and seven to me are really the biggest working, uh, the most frequent steps you use in the working steps tell you the truth six and seven you do the big thing in four and five but six and seven is what goes on a lot and then hopefully if six and seven is done you won't get into eight or nine (laughs) which is pretty good yeah (laughs) you won't be writing lists of who you owe an amend to and then you know going out there to make the amend yeah you can just because usually the eight and nine is is the harm reduction 
of what wasn't brought to step six and seven, yes? If shit isn't brought to six and seven and you keep calling it yours, you're probably going to have to do some eight and nine. <laughs> so this is, a, this, is a, this is a nice leapfrog, you know, six and seven and then right to 10 and 11 and 12. <laughs> It's really good, cool to live a life where you don't have to make an amend. It's pretty nice. It's a, it's a nice condition to be in. Yeah. All those lists, you're not going over them every day. <laughs> you know, you've, you know, you've jumped over it through six and seven. Yeah. So I think the whole thing pivots in the way I see it. Uh, is on the idea that self is a foreign activity. Yeah, and that we're doing an inventory on like a foreign pathogen, really. It's written right there, you can read it that way, right on page 64. I mean, if you follow those few sentences, it's obvious that self isn't us, and we're actually doing an inventory on self's manifestations, not our manifestations. Yeah. So then you start realizing uh, your active role in the bondage of self is calling a lot of self's manifestations yours. Yeah. I mean, you're in the act of being identified as self. How is self going to get out of self? Yeah. If you're in, if you are already in the mix of identification as self, you're caught in that dilemma of self can't get out of self. That's simple. If you see self as foreign, and maybe you realize, oh, it has all this effect, but I've never been self. Yeah, I'm not, that's not what I am. I'm something, let's say, of a spiritual nature. Yeah, so you have a certain, a new line has been drawn that gives you a better vision. So you see what's yours and you see what's not yours. And you've been calling a lot of what not, what's not yours, yours and you start getting clearer, yeah, about it, or clarity shows up, and therefore you start traveling lighter, because you're not trying to travel lighter as self, which is traveling heavy. You've lost interest in self, and now you're traveling lighter, yeah, and so it's been pretty solid in this experience here, yeah, it's like a bridge I used, and uh, i there's frequent traffic, it never seems to uh, fall, you know, doesn't collapse, seems pretty solid. And it's all rooted in a, just a reading of page 64, being convinced self manifested in various ways. Now, I had a feeling or a sense of difference before I, you know, we've presented it this way. Yeah with the hopes that presenting this this way will lead to a sense feltness in you. But I, I, there was a sense feltness and then I found certain, I saw things in a different way. Yeah, but you can get to the sense feltness by seeing things in a different way also, yeah? 
It doesn't have to always be sense felt, see things in a different way. You can start entertaining things in a different way and it will usually be accompanied by a sense feltness. Yeah, you'll you'll feel like that, like it says in the third step, you know, you're going to feel that presence. Yeah, yeah, you're going to, new power is going to flow in. Yeah, you start having that. Yeah, and then you, so then now, almost, you know, the, the understanding puts the paper in the size of the frame and then you you do the painting, yes? So we're just attempting to point out something I wasn't hearing in our community, which is you could look at self as something foreign to you, yeah? And maybe it will produce stronger effects than constantly calling it you, you know, <laughs> because... <laughs> If it's if that is what has defeated us, the last thing you want to do is be calling it you, <laughs> because to have ample time and opportunity to defeat you. <laughs> I mean, you're carrying it with you everywhere. I mean, it doesn't get exhausted by attempting much. It just it's it's like the monkey on the back. Yeah, you're just walking around. Why can't I get? rid of this giraffe or lion or tiger no it's the monkey you motherfucker that's what you need to get rid of (laughs) forget the lions and tigers they come and go it's this monkey (laughs) and you'll know it by its fruits when you entertain these ideas i feel it'll bring about a relief i do yeah and i mean there's the proof in the pudding relief yeah And I think the quality of the relief is pretty good because it really doesn't have a lot to do with you, which is great. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) it bypasses. (laughs) Yeah. So so if you follow it clearly in a way, just from page 64. Yeah. Being convinced self is what has defeated us. We're going to look at its common manifestations. All right. We share the stuff, maybe sharing it with a person saying, these are all my resentments, my fears, my harms to others. But then maybe just a little bit of a opening occurs and maybe it's not mine. Yes. Maybe there, yes, maybe I was, I was driven by something to do what I seem to have done. Yeah, just maybe. I'm not saying, you know. And then, all right, that starts taking hold. So now you start seeing stuff in a different light. And then that you what you see, you bring the step six and seven. Yeah. And then there's a relief from that. And then you don't need the harm reduction of eight and nine. Yeah. Because you haven't opened this, you haven't opened this the cut any again yeah you don't need a band-aid yeah you've bypassed that and now you're in 10 11 and 12 so you take inventory to see the manifestations really of self in your life and you bring them you know da, 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 if there's no need for any uh what you call it an amend step 11 you want to keep improving this conscious contact so that the difference between self and you becomes defined yes so there's a clear recognition i'm not that yeah 
And then basically you're open to the agenda of the AA, you know, recovery, which is to which, you know, practice these principles, help other people get sober. And there you go. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously you start seeing when uh, I get taken care of, basically. Yeah. I'm fulfilling that contract on page 63. We have a new employer being all powerful. It's going to take care of us if we stay close to it. And in this case, I don't believe you could be far from everything and everywhere. Yes. Yeah, so that's already taken care of and performance works well. Well, you'll find that out. You can take the, the basic suggestions of AA and that will keep you, you know, performing its works well. And then it'll become subtler, let's say for you. But now you've, you, you fulfilled the contract and you find that something takes care of you. Yeah. So the idea of it's all on me gets released and fucking that irritable restlessness of, of discontent that is a reaction to it's all me is you relieved. Yeah. And so now maybe instead of looking uh, for something, you're content and satisfied. Yeah, you're content and satisfied. And I think that uh, makes you quite useful. I do. Yeah. So, yeah, six and seven is awesome because uh, it's like having a house with tons of shit in it. You have, let's say, eight rooms, but you can't enjoy most of them because they all got boxes of stuff in there. Yeah. So you got the space, you got the mansion, but you can't enjoy any of it really. So this is sort of about let's clean, let, let the, the great recycling event of recovery continue. Keep bringing the shit to step six and seven, having it reconfigured, or if you want to say removed, yes. And what happens is that that previously claimed space of your life gets, gets freed, yes. It gets freed. And now you feel available. And when you feel available, you sense a presence. Yeah. And to me, what's presence and availability? It's being of service. Yeah. yeah. So when there's a call, most fucking, you know, 911 calls don't happen Thursday or last year, they happen now, yes? So now you're you're on alert, you're here, yeah? So you can respond to things. <laughs> yeah. Not like, could you imagine you had the 911 operator? I gotta get back to you later. I'm thinking about what's not happening. Uh, call me later. <laughs> no, I mean, that's not serving the purpose. So this is uh, this is how I see it, yeah. And the idea of prayer and meditation in step eleven is secondary to the point of improving one's conscious contact. They were just suggestions. Prayer and meditation, it, yoga can be one. Whatever. There's tons of suggestions, but the point is to improve one's conscious contact. To me, the greatest improving of one's conscious contact is associated with losing interest in self. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 
obviously self can't do that so you might as well learn that self isn't going to lose interest in self that's just more interest in self yeah so basically you see you're not that there's a loss of interest in it and then obviously something improves which is that which has always been readily available the sense of awakeness you know obviously at least the sense of being located on tuesday you know at least in the state you live in you know like california at least sort of you've what's not happening has shrunk and you've been pretty much in the vicinity of here and now all the time yeah. <laughs> you don't need any divine proctologist there's no you're not way up the ass of self you you know you can see the the event horizon <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, and it's a beautiful space not to drink and use. It is. It's beautiful. It's so open. And so many possibilities that have been run off the property with the bondage of self come back. And um, yeah, it's like that scorched earth starts regrowing. Yeah, it starts growing new shit and then birds come and then animals come and all this stuff starts happening you get you get rehabilitated yeah yeah so obviously the most important thing is not to drink if we're real addicts and alcoholics but we're assuming that's a condition we're in now and let's go off for uh yeah free-range alcoholics pretty good yes yeah so that's how i see it and putting it out there because uh, not because I want you to see it this way. I want you to see it your way. Yeah. It's not about, it's not the way I'm seeing it. I believe it's about seeing. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I just, I just truly feel that the mental state that we seem to rely on knowing it or not, those mental states, memory and thoughts and interpretation of experience are uh, infected with, let's say, the, the, the bondage of self. So without knowing it, when we're relying on the mental state, we're in this act of being identified as self, as a historical one. And with that only, if that's the only possibility, there's usually a drive to get out of it because it's uncomfortable. And so that's where all the seeking goes. That's misdirected. We're trying to get out of something that we're really not in. Yeah. I know it's hard, but you got to bite the, the thing and just recognize. Yeah. That your solutions is really being driven by the problem. It's it's because it feasts on solutions. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, happy to be here and uh, happy to see everybody, maybe not everybody, but most people, and uh, yes, gaily forward, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Yeah. <laughs>
Do we have you know, any, was, do we I just have want to any? share something. Okay. Mickey. Sure. Uh, when I was when I was running around in the AA community younger, uh, there was a groups in San Francisco. They were like a little sub thing going on called the Pod People. They didn't call themselves that, but the other people in recovery called them the Pod People. And they had fallen on uh like a methodology that was working for them. And one of it was they walked around with a notebook and they wrote every fear, every anxiety that would come up. Yeah. And so I was doing uh, participating in fourth step workshops. So they would come over, they would show up to sort of antagonize me or something, talk to me afterwards because they have, they had people they were trying to enlist and they didn't want them to be infected by any other ideas. So they were trying to warn me about uh, whatever. So I, they was, and I said, listen, I don't wanna be a master of fear. I wanna outgrow it, yes. <laughs> I don't wanna be writing down fear all day. I wanna outgrow fear. I mean, that to me is the solution not to be able to master it and find, you know what I mean? I can, it's easy, that stuff can easily turn to obsession with self. It's very easy, yeah? You, I've known, I've worked with people who I had to tell not to do any more inventories. They were just going over, like, if I make a left on hate street, is it gonna change my life? Or It was getting too much, you know? Like going over every, what was my intention of going to where? You know what I mean? It's just way too much about them, the them that they're not. So I'd say, just stop writing and enjoy the relief you have from alcoholism. Yeah. Yeah. So obsession with self is uh, a lot of times its activity goes unnoticed. We don't, we think it's something other than obsession with self. But in a lot of times, if you really look at it, you'll see it's an obsession with self. Yeah. Yeah. So what what is one to do? Bring that to six and seven. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like I don't start six with, all right, I've gotten ready. <laughs> I did all this stuff. I'm working really hard. I no, it says, hey, entirely ready. Yeah. Like now. You don't have to put on, you know, your work, your, you know, your uh exercise outfit just now are you entirely ready to have it be removed yeah all right what do you do start exercising no you ask this humbly you ask this power to do it yeah the power doesn't stop and check you out to see if it wants to or not it's just it's a thing if you put it out there it's going to take it yeah it doesn't it doesn't check out yeah, let me take a good look at you. No, it's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> it's about you being of more use. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. The new employer looks at you completely different than you look at you. I feel it does. It's not looking at you as, you know, Paul's going to be something really special. <laughs> it's not. I don't see it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it looks at me like a wrench or something, or, and, you know, 
<laughs> I want to put I want to put you to use, and I it seems like it can't be put to use when there's an incredible obsession with self. It does better when there's a loss of interest in self. Yeah. All right, thanks. That's great, Paul. Um, do we have any with we have a wonderful group here today, uh, Paul. A lot of people have come visit us today and are are getting back in the swing of of uh, listening to the message being carried. And uh, and so I'm I'm uh, asking if anybody has any questions or any comments to make. With all your beautiful faces and your be okay, Gary. Thanks, Mickey. Thanks, Paul. Um. Yeah, I got a little time off here, so I drop in on this meeting. Thanks. Um, um, yeah, I had a medical event, that, so I, I'm, I'm kind of laid up a little bit. But this is mm. a great, great way to do, um, you know, to pass the time. Anyway, I, 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 one of the things I've been doing watching movies, and it's I'm listening to uh, you, Paul. Uh, I recently watched the movie The Matrix again, and it's like coming to these meetings, coming to the uh, satsang kind of things, which is, I think there's a variety, is like this is interrupting the input-output signals of the selfing activity. So mm -hmm. uh, it, it kind of, I feel that part gets confused it's like you know but it's good because it's good to interrupt those signals about what i am and what i'm not and the the self-obsession that when that gets sort of confused it makes it clearer in a way what what the selfing is and you know like when you see that you, you what's left is who you are so um yeah i really appreciate just the opportunity to come here and and you know bask in the message and, and you know that's what i was hearing so thanks yeah thank you gary's it's been a great privilege to meet you in these zooms and live uh yeah yeah thanks. yeah it's wonderful to see people traveling lighter it is really it's not much heavy lifting really it's it's uh just you got everything there just have to borrow a new pair of glasses for a little while and then yeah after a while you can take you don't need any glasses in a sense so just to see things in a different way make produce a huge effect yeah. I fundamentally yeah. feel there's a huge difference between uh, the idea that there's got to be ego destruction 
because what's the feeling of the of, of the one who has an ego or or the one who loses an ego i feel that's really self there yeah so this is not about something getting defeated it's about recognizing our role in that something recognizing the act of being identified as something other than us yeah and to see that what's in that role isn't of us we are of a different nature let's say a nature that can't be known because you can't know what you are you'd have to be something else to know it yeah it's like the famous thing Hoang Po said a great Zen master whatever can be perceived cannot be perceiving but you could say whatever can be known is not what's knowing yeah whatever can be known so the idea of know thyself yeah thyself in this point isn't you (laughs) that's why you can know thyself because it's not you yeah you can have i figured me out completely yes you can it won't do you much good if you still identify as it, but there's a figuring out, yeah? Oh, I know exactly what I'm like. Well, that which can be known cannot be the knowing, yeah? So there you go, what's the situation? So there's a point where you may be called to run the ball, but you never bring it over the finish line, yeah? You always put it down and there's a surrender or whatever, you've recognized the futility of self trying to get out of self yeah and so all the old habits of seeking and going and doing this stuff and like that uh come under review in a way and perhaps there is a better way and a lot of times that better way is a new way it's not the same old way that leads to the better way it's a repudiation of the old way And that opens up a new way, which is the old way is trusting the finite self. The new way is trusting the infinite. The old way isn't going to learn to trust the infinite. It's still going to be trusting finite self in that situation. Yes? Yeah. So in one sense, there's that you the same old way we went about things gets altered. It does. And you see seeking for what i already am is a disservice in a way yeah so you recognize i'm not going to arrive at where i already am yeah 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 chasing so tail. this is what happens though see your story has you in omaha you've bought tons of freaking books about la yeah and maps and so there's an investment in getting to LA, but really it's an investment of reinforcing you're in Omaha. What happens with this is you realize you're in LA and you've never been in Omaha and you're never gonna be in Omaha. Yeah. <laughs> you just realize you are what you're looking for. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Even and though there's not still a travel on. I'm going to meet your maker in time because you are of your maker. Yeah, you're not. (laughs) Yeah. So 
time is a way of disguising it. Time is, is used by the mental state to, dis, to, to disguise the immediacy of the higher power, which is it's always available at all times, right where you are, obviously because it's you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny. It would be like sitting in L.A. and watching a movie about about um, being in Omaha and, you know, being all, you know, concerned about the character who has to get from Omaha, but you're sitting in an air conditioned theater in LA already, but you forgot that you're watching the movie about. That's right. And the thing is, the mental state doesn't want to be in LA. It wants to go to LA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wants to take its time getting to LA. It wants to avoid being in LA at all possible. Yeah. Yeah. It's out of it also, and really just wants to keep reinforcing Omaha. Yeah. So it, it reinforces Omaha by dreaming of L.A. It's like my mom, when she got older, she would she would have a couple of main topics she'd gripe about. And one of them was we didn't send her to Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> so every year I wanted to go to Hawaii. So one year we just bought her a ticket. Did she go? No, she didn't want to go to Hawaii. She just wanted a bitch about not going to Hawaii. Yeah. Because once we gave her the ticket to Hawaii, she never went. <laughs> so you see, this is like the head. The head says a lot of shit, but it has no intention of going there. <laughs> I'd do anything to. No, you wouldn't. It wouldn't. It won't. I'm telling you, it won't. <laughs> because it's a little bit of a magic trick. While you're dreaming of L.A., while in a while actually in LA, yeah, you're really dreaming of Omaha. <laughs> you know, yeah. So not I have no problem with Omaha. I've never been there, but you know, just using it as an example. <laughs> so yeah. So uh yeah. Do you get the feeling of it? It's trippy. Yeah. 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 What's looking right now is what you're looking for right now. Yeah. But how you're configured to be a you by the head, that's an impossibility because you think you're a long lasting, independent, separate thing that's done a lot of shitty things that has someone who was all love wouldn't have stepped on anyone's toes so i mustn't be all up you know on and on and on and on and on yeah so so it it would love to become something it doesn't want to be something <laughs> it'll sign up for lifetimes of searching but it's very uncomfortable yeah now <laughs> I'm not so ready to be God. <laughs> I haven't done enough. <laughs> so who's playing God then? Your head, isn't it? Your head says, I can't be God unless I do a lot of these things or whatever the requirements it makes up. What's that but playing God? 
you got to have an animation of the of the statements in the book. You got to feel it. What the hell does playing God feel like? Yeah, what does it look like? Yeah, watch it. Yeah, the head wakes. You wake up, and the head in thought tells you, "Ah, oh, fuck it. Nothing's going to happen today. <laughs> Whatever. That's not playing God. Of course it is. Yeah, get a get a real sense feltness of an example of what's playing God, and therefore you can entertain the possibility, not of you quitting it, but recognizing it, which will lose interest, yeah? You'll lose interest in that which is playing God. It's not you, it's the head, yeah? So, and the the biggest thing is it's playing God with the idea of God. So it's make it makes God somewhere, anywhere other than where you are. <laughs> because it's the God of where you are. (laughs) I had no idea uh, how things lined up until it was shown. Yeah, I had no idea whatsoever. I thought I did, but when, when the way I looked at the board was really arranging the board, yeah, I was looking from self-centeredness and self-centeredness alone. So it was sort of like, what does a hammer see everything as? A nail, yeah? So the self-centeredness was giving everything all the meaning it has, yes? What was before that was under, it was an unsuspected inner resource until it became suspected, yeah? Now it's the basis of what I rely on, yeah? Because the head's not reliable, obviously. It's a failed system, isn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. out for itself. If some of it benefits you, that's okay. But you're not the goal to be benefited. It's out for itself. It's self-centered. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, it's like this the old snake story where the lady saves the snake and then feeds it, puts it in a nice little comforter and then two days later she's walking around proudly with the snake and the snake bites her seemingly without provocation so she goes what she's surprised she says why why mr snake did you bite me hey i'm a snake (laughs) that's what that's what happens you know what i mean (laughs) you're the blame expecting anything different really yeah i'm a snake i'm true to that nature the parasite is true is true to its nature. It's parasitical. It's parasitical. It is. It doesn't see. It's a win lose to it. It wins, you lose. It's not a win win. <laughs> oh, it's coming around. No, it ain't. It just it may play that role for a little while, but it never comes around. It doesn't. Yeah, it has its own trajectory. Yeah. Try to, you know, putting putting robes on it and loose fitting clothing and shit like that. <laughs> it's not going to make it. <laughs> it's like painting, you know, putting lipstick on a pig. Painting legs on a snake. Yeah, <laughs> it's still a snake. Yeah, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Ha, 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 ha.
what is it really? There's a living before and an interpretation after. Doesn't it feel like the living before has been re- replaced by the interpretation after? That's the bondage of self. It's just that simple. You're living, but you're really following the reaction to the living. Yeah. 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 I'm listening yeah. to the radio. The experiencing is just happening. It catches you by surprise most of the time, but the interpretation is what glues the attention. Yeah. It tells you what everything means. Like shorthand, and it's completely bogus most of the time. Yeah. It's like a blind man trying to, you know, write down directions for you. Yeah. It's so crazy that we feel, some of us, we can't tell the difference between anxiety and excitement. Yeah. What does that tell you? If you can't even recognize that difference, I mean, there may be a lot of differences that aren't being recognized. Yeah. Maybe we're assuming something that actually puts us into the condition of false evidence. Yeah. Appearing real. How are you going to see the false evidence appearing real in one's head if everything is all that's being seen as false evidence (laughs) from, you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Uh, it's like remember that thing they used to share in AA a lot it doesn't come from AA but you're in like a three-walled room yeah you play the role of the fourth wall so you believe you're in a box but there isn't it's a wide open yeah, so you, this wall, this wall, this wall, yes, that's appearing. But that, there isn't another wall, that's you. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yes, so there you are. You're playing the role of finishing the box, so to speak. The box that you're going to live from. That's bondage, yes? You're going to be bonded to an illusory box that you're not in. If you could just look you'd see there's no wall. Yeah. Uh Yeah. So there you go. Nice to see you, Gary, and everyone else. Yeah. The words don't really matter. Hopefully there's relief that comes through the Zooms. Yes, please. Because uh, I'm not selling the words. I'm hopefully, I think the attractiveness is, is demonstration of relief from the bondage, <laughs> tell you the truth, yes? Yeah, yes. See, there's bondage that continue gets presented, but, the, but the, the laughing about it is the sign of relief from it, yes? Yeah, it's sort of really, it's fun You know, it wasn't fun until you saw the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain, yeah? The explosions and shit, they fucking rocked you to your core, you were super afraid, but once you get a view of the guy, then the next time you go into the show, those explosions don't get the same meaning anymore because you know it's a fucking, yeah. It's a show. 
Yeah. So a large chunk of the reality of it has been removed, even though the show goes on. It's now seen more as a show. Thank God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we've all seen, hopefully, the emperor with no clothes. So every time it does. Have you ever seen? I mean, I saw my mother once with no clothes on. (laughs) It was really damaging, I feel, to my (laughs) psyche. But then I would keep seeing her with no clothes, no matter how many clothes she wore. It was sort of like there was this, yeah. So in a sense, this is sort of that way. The, the old idea of the emperor has no clothes. He has no clothes even when he's wardrobed with clothes, yeah. It has no clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You can see that same thing when, when it has clothes on or not, yeah. That's the beauty of it. It whacks you to the point. It doesn't matter what it comes with or wears. You see the emperor with no clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see through the tricks. Exactly. Exactly. And then when you do in recovery, bring those tricks to step six and seven. Yeah. What do you want to do with a trick that you don't fall for? Bring it to six and seven. Is there, if there's a trick you fell for, you probably have to do eight and nine. But if you, if there's a trick that you don't fall for, you bring it to six and seven. Then that trick has value, yes? Then, you know, it's sort of like the idea of taking thousands of pieces of jewelry, melting it down to its essence, which is gold, yeah? So all the different forms and shape can be just reconfigured to go back to the, the nature of it, which is gold, yeah? That's what we're doing here, in a sense. This is alchemy on a very high level. It is. It's alchemy. AA is alchemy. It's recycling. It's it's taking the lead and making it into a jewel. Yes. Not for the jewel's sake, but to be useful to other people who are walking around like a piece of lead. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This is alchemy. Very high level, higher power. Hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter how solid or real you think the shape of the gold is, that alchemist sees the gold. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you've had it in your family for 20 generations. It doesn't matter. It sees the gold. Melt it down and put it to better use. Yeah. Oh, it's always been this way. No, it hasn't. It hasn't always been this way. That which is going to reshape it has always been this way. Yeah. Let's bring it to that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's bring all the coming and going to that which doesn't come and go. Yes. Who better to handle it? Who's better to handle that which comes and goes than that which doesn't come and go? Yes. I mean, we all come and go. That power doesn't come and go. Let it handle all the comings and goings. And you are a coming and going, obviously, as an appearance. So am I. Yeah. 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 This this is this isn't just about recovery. This is life in a sense. Life as an action figure, for many of us, 
you're driven to the point to realize you're not managerial quality. I mean, you can't pull it off. Like I'm, I'm up, I'm, you know, I'm outmatched by Tuesday, really. <laughs> so there's a, there's a fundamental omitting of, of a truth. Yeah. I just can't pull it off. And then there's a release and a relief. And then seemingly something does for us we, what we could not do for ourselves. Now, is that something or something? I don't believe so. I believe it's nothing or everything. But I believe it's a movement here. And it can direct us just like the mental state can direct us. Yeah. I think that's the better way, the infinite or the finite self. But you're going to be directed by something. Yeah? Yeah. You all? Yes. It's, you know, let's admit we're like cows. Yeah. We're not the lone wolf. We're like cows. Yeah. We get herded and we get directed. Yeah. Unfortunately, with the shepherd of self, we keep getting directed to empty troughs. There's nothing fucking there. We get, yet we keep getting, going back to the same trough. Yeah. We. <laughs> yeah. So, you don't believe you're directed? Why would the head come? Why would the head come with this package? Isn't the head like a GPS? It not only directs us today, it has historical maps and it has future maps. It's constantly, and it seems to be, for most of us, the most important thing. So I'm not, I don't think we're the great directors and the cause of shit. I think we're, we're used, yes? We're, a, we're a, an opportunity of expression and an observation. We're not the big mover and shaker, but something can move us and shake us, yes? Yeah. Which one? Perhaps there's the better way. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you were going rogue, you wouldn't have had the GPS. I mean, everyone has the same thought system, basically, just different nouns and shit. But it's basically, we all go into this atmosphere with the same helmet. (laughs) I mean, mean, something new better not to give us the role of Hal in 2001. You know, we're not going to direct the uh, mission. (laughs) We're going to listen to the Hal helmet we've got on. Yes. Now, the helmet has acted like Hal and gone crazy. But we still listen to it. Yeah. Because it's not like we're going to be helmetless, but we need to change the station. And we can't do that. Yeah. We can't stay. We can't change the station, but we need a change of station. Yes. This is what AA recovery does. It allows a shifting of, of the station. Yeah. And now you still have a hair, you know, a space helmet on. But now you have a clearer visor and shit like that. And you're actually on Pluto <laughs> and knowing you're on Pluto instead of thinking you're on in Venus. Yes. At least you're on the planet that you're supposedly appearing on. <laughs> you're in today. You're in what's happening. Hey, that goes a long way. Yeah. Just to get 
in the vicinity of where you actually are is fucking helpful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, I had, you know, uh, I had a two year experiment from 85. I hope you don't mind. I'll just riff a little. I had an experience from 85 to 87. Life had brought me to a, like usual, when I managed, when there was a managing of life from self, I always led me to having to be managed by others. Yeah. So I ended up in a program for two years, 85 to 87. Those two years, Actually, I thrived in the institutional setting. They were probably the, some of the best two years I had since I was an adult. That's sort of sad, eh, in a way. <laughs> People who had no interest in me did a better job with my life than me with all the interest I had. Yeah. So I left there. I graduated, but I went back out uh, drinking and using. But when I came in AA, you know, I had enough experience of surrendering. I've surrendered to the police involuntarily, sometimes involuntarily other times, surrendered to this program for two years. So that idea, when I got clear a little bit in my first few months, third step was fucking like Mecca. You know, that was, I saw the value in it. And I saw that what's going to really give the meaning to the surrender is what I surrender to. Yeah. And I knew I wasn't going to surrender to another institution. It was going to be to a power. Yeah. That I had a feeling of. So AA was the middleman, but AA wasn't doing it. This power was doing it through AA. Yeah. And so I just, it just felt so obvious that I just dove right into the third step. Yeah, just like fucking hallelujah. Yeah, because I had already realized I wasn't managerial quality. Yes, I did. And that I was fucked. Yeah, I did that also. So, uh, man, it's just been great to, to, man, just been awesome because I got struck sober. And that night I was introduced to the way of life that was going to allow me to stay sober, which was AA. All in one, I got a beautiful, an accompanying package, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So just have so much gratitude towards it because all my troubles and woes have been lifted up and put on a much higher standard. Yeah. I may still bitch about shit and this or that, but it's not like the hell realm I was living in before. <laughs> I would say humbly, it's like a neighborhood of heaven, at least close to heaven, I'd say. Yeah, not bad. So, yeah, just anyone else? I don't see any hands. Um... Let's see. Gail had her hand for up for a while. Gail had her hand up uh, three weeks ago. All right, no, all right, let's go right now. All right, Gail. Okay, I thank you, Paul. I 
I feel like I'm getting my chemotherapy every time I come to your sessions. I just get so much healing and so much clarity. And I'm the pink cloud lady that went through the steps and what you were describing about six and seven was my experience. I, 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 when I surrendered, when I took step three, I had come, as you describe it, to the end of me. I've spent a lifetime trying to fix my character defects, trying to be a better person, trying to do this and do that so that I wouldn't be in the disease and it, and it failed utterly. So it was, I love your word, relief. Thought, oh, okay, God's gonna take this and make it into something good. I took that seriously. And I think that's some of the pink cloud that I'm experiencing is because I didn't come out like with a lot of worry and looking over my shoulder because I know that I can't like make, I can't do the alchemy on myself. And you're talking about that today has really helped me to clarify. So my question is within the program and like just with your friends and relatives that don't know anything about alchemy that you speak of, do they think like you're crazy or how do you, how, do, how are you in the world and not in the world? <laughs> well, my family's in the East Coast, so. Yeah, I would just, I would suspect, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't have, uh, I feel I've learned in a lot of ways, uh, you know, I don't bring shit up usually. If people are interested, we have lots of talks. So if they're interested, they can come and check it out. I'm not gonna, I don't wanna burst anybody's bubbles. So yeah. And I don't really care how it's working. I just like to see the effects of whatever it is working. Yeah, so if you're feeling relief, fantastic, you know? Like I get to see Noor and other people and they're happy, joyous, and free, and it's beautiful. That's the point, yes? That to me is the, the living message. Uh, the living message needs no message, yeah? It's, it's already, so it's cool. So that's, uh, so yeah, I've had, I'm lucky I don't, uh, you know, I have platforms that if people are interested, I'm more than happy, but if, you know, I'd hate to, you know, come unsuspected to a house and go off on a two hour <laughs> diatribe. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I just don't, it's just, I don't see it that way. It's just, uh, but you learn a lot, you know, usually when you get great relief, let's say from addiction, uh, this, you know, you want to be a missionary and stuff. And then you learn that, uh, you know, you can, you do a lot of people a disservice by trying to keep them from their bottom. Yes. It's whatever it takes. Yeah. I find once you once sobriety stabilizes, it gives new meaning to whatever it took to get there. Yeah. So what your opinions were about what had happened changed because they played a role in this sort of linkage that you had that must have had to happen. Like I thought it was a little bit abusive to get run over the second time the same night by the same car. But hey, obviously, that's that was what was needed. 
to get some point across. So now that the point got across, I'm you know, hallelujah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, uh, but with, uh, yeah. 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 But mostly I've, I've been hanging low in the compound, really. We have <laughs> a nice big yard. So I'm, and I've had a problem with the hips. I can't go swimming now. So I've just been laying low. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, to be, you know, to be of service, you may not be put to service. Yeah. But to be of service. Yeah. If someone came over here and I would hang out. Yeah. But if no one comes over here, I hang out. <laughs> just the way it goes. So, yeah, Gail. But I'm happy I, that I've met you. And um, I'm happy you can find these Zooms like a safe harbor. Yes. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. What you said was you speak a language that is like a different foreign language and I'm, but I'm understanding it. That's oh, not great. You know, when you said you're trying to transmit it, that's how it feels to me. Cause it's like, I'm like, what did he actually say? And yet I have a sense of, of a relief with the question that I asked from what yeah. you just said. So thank that's you. The whole, the whole point is that, and then, you know, there's, we go through formalities, but really that's it. Yeah. And hopefully, See, if you are the source of relief, there's a great assurance then, yes? Yes? If you are really the source of relief, uh, that's uh, an incredible uh, security in a sense, yes? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's all. Thank you. I don't really have an idea. You know, I'm really at a loss most of the time, Gail. Mm -hmm. I am. If someone says, how are you feeling? I don't know. Because I haven't, I haven't really thought about myself, right? If I start saying how I feel, there, um, there's a new feeling has already occurred. So it's sort of like, it's sort of like, uh, you know, yeah. If you see you're counting the cars in an infinite uh, highway it's after a while you give up counting the cars <laughs> you just you just take it as an infinite highway <laughs> i'm amazed how many cars are going by <laughs> so yeah but i'm a happy tool yeah right now yeah this brings a lot of uh meaning to me I have a lot of uh, cherishing of recovery and and addicts and alcoholics and stuff. Yeah, and so it's sort of like if you found uh, a bus that comes in and out of hell every day instead of just once a week, I'm more than happy to drive back into hell and share it with people, yeah? Yeah, so this is, uh, you may already be in heaven yeah, while you're thinking you're in hell, seriously. Yeah, the thinking is not reliable. It's just not reliable. Maybe if you're thinking about a mathematical problem, it's got a good possibility there. But when it comes to living and 
it's 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 the wrong tool truly yeah that's why they talk about the intuitive thought will become more frequent you're going on to a new wavelength yeah so you'll be directed by a new wavelength it won't be it won't come you ever go away if you go let's say to uh you know how some great musicians they started to travel and then the the way music was uh held was different yeah so like peter gabriel this old guy he went to africa learned and then there was like the way they play is different than the way you're taught let's say like blues yes and so there's all these ways of music it's not just one yeah the bass the beat can be different it's just cool and so it's nice when you're opened up to other possibilities i just think self-centeredness is a very jealous uh system it doesn't really want to have anything else other than it yeah yeah it's a uh being a devotee of self-centeredness you're going to end up alone and right (laughs) (laughs) that's that's probably the promised land (laughs) you'll be alone but you'll be right about it (laughs) yeah so nice to see you gal i'm happy uh we've met yeah me too thank you Well, happy we keep meeting this way. Yes, that's good. Thanks, Gail. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Do we have time? Uh, Greg had his hand up for a while. Yes. Do we have time for one more? Yes. Hey, Paul. How are you? How are you doing? Hey, I was just out your way. I'm so busy helping my son. move out to San Francisco. I just graduated college and got himself a job uh, out there working for Lucid Motors. Anyway, I, we were so busy looking for a place for him to live. I didn't have time to come to one of your meetings. Otherwise, I would have loved to next time. Though. I'll make yeah. plans for it. Yeah. Uh, I just I just have to say, you know, I, I started AA when I was uh, 15 years old and uh so 46 years have gone by and i spent most of 46 years uh in and out of aa uh, i just had my 18 the other day one day at a time right so one day yeah. <laughs> but uh the last time i was on here i was telling you guys about how you know i sobered up this last time and i had some more incentive uh find out i have blood cancer and, uh, you know, I felt pretty sorry for myself. You know, I'm sick and now I'm really sick. And, and now I got to deal with doctors besides and, you know, and, I, and trying to translate an AE message to doctors and other things as well. But uh, there was a point in time where uh, here in the last year or so dawned on me that I need to stop doing this. I need to stop playing. Oh, I guess you you needed to stop the whole the audio just stopped. Oh, oh. can you hear me now? Yeah, we lost you at I need to stop. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> OK, well, then I'll stop. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, uh, 
So, uh, and what I needed to stop was I realized that all this energy I was putting into trying to be better, like that other woman was saying, like not only with looking at character defects and always doing these house cleans, but doing all this stuff the doctors wanted me to do. And then I realized that most of it I couldn't do. And I needed a lot of help from a lot of people that the doctors were asking me to put together, like caregivers and stuff, right? Yeah. And <laughs> I, I, I just was unable to do it. So, you know, I called them up one day and I said, you know what? I'm not going to do the bone marrow transplant. I'm just going to surrender, just like I did when I sobered up. And I, yeah. and I don't know why. I just got back from the doctor earlier today. I'm doing better than I've ever done in my entire life. And that, it doesn't mean that the bone can't. We lost you a little, but yes, we got it. We lost you. No, yeah. We lost him, yes? Yeah, I think he froze, Paul. But that was beautiful, actually. So you, you're, you're going one way. I just want to tell you that I'm super grateful for everything that uh, everybody shares on this Zoom meeting and, and uh, the podcast I've heard over the years. It's been awesome, Dave. Well, Greg, it's nice to see you, Greg. We lost some of it too, but we got the meaning. Yeah. Good. Perhaps Good. there's a better way. So yeah. I guess it's demonstrating as you, which is good. Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of times uh, the head will try to coax you into shit and it's getting more and more nervous. And yet, after a week or so, you realize that was the best move was a no move yeah and uh you start really uh because you know we were shattered when i came in aa i did not trust myself as far as i could throw me yeah that thing ran deep uh and you know getting connected with intuitive thought and stuff i've come to rely on stuff that the head tries to run next to and yap about, yes? But when, if I just stay with it and look, it seems to always work out beautifully. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in one of them right my, right now, myself. So, all right. I'm sorry we can't hear you, but uh, it's nice to see you, brother. All good, man. Yeah. Anyone else there, uh, Mickey? No, honey, I think I think that does it. If you want to take time to say your goodbyes and hellos. Yes, definitely. All right, Mickey, as always, thank you. Very nice reading. Yeah. Carrie, very nice to see Carrie. Solid. Deborah, Deborah has left the building. John S. in Florida. Nice to see you, John. We got Bryant. Nice to see you, my friend. Pop in anytime. Samuel J. There he is. Samuel let his hair down. There he goes. <laughs> Kurt, as always. Thank you, Kurt. Walter from the Netherlands. 
There's Anu. Anu is very generous. Thank you, Anu, for supporting my lavish lifestyle. Yes. Hmm. All right. Uh, we've got Tom A. Tom, no, Tom from Amsterdam. Nice to see you, Tom. Yes. Gary from Placerville. <laughs> Whereabouts? Yes. We got uh, Alex and Jacob. So uh, you're down. You're in uh, Hudson Valley. Oh, nice. Wow. We got Nor. Neither nor. Nice to see you, Nor. Stefan on having never left. Yeah. That would be nice for a tombstone. Paul on having never left. <laughs> that ain't bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why am I putting these flowers here? Uh, we got Ted. Oh, Ted, my man. Ted finds great solace in riding the bike. That's good, bro. Yeah. Whatever works. Lisa from Indiana. Nice to, nice to meet you there. Al Vegas. Yeah. Would you place a bet on with this man? I don't know. I have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> we got Gail. Gail, uh, resident of the pink cloud. Very nice. Nice to see you again. James Lebowski dropped in just to see what condition his condition was in. Yeah. Pretty good. We got Roman. Uh, Roman, I'll be seeing you shortly, a few weeks, hopefully. We'll, uh, I think we're going to be doing stuff. We'll have to figure out what we're going to do. I think we're going to Zoom the talks, though, from Italy when we're there. But we'll figure it out. It'll all be on the website the, uh, because the schedule will change maybe for the DAA talks. I'll have to find out. Probably not. I think it's just at night I can do it. All right. Roman, nice to see you. Uh, uh, we've got Nina. There she is. Oh, it's like Frankenstein meets Dr. Frankenstein. David, David, he's the, he's the, he started all this. Yes, there he is. And just like the monster, I feel like killing Frank and Dr. Frankenstein. So it's going, you know, just like Mary Shelley wrote it. It's going exactly that way. Yes. I've got an attitude about my creator. So nice to see you, David, as always. Jeffrey in Seattle. Uh, nice to see you, Jeffrey. Kathleen in New York. Uh, there's a New Yorker. Very nice. Where in New York are you in, Kathleen? I'm in the Hudson Valley, too. Oh, oh, good. You're with Jacob and um, and Alex. Great. I am, and I'm going to Italy. Oh, you are? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Great. You're going to meet... Uh, that's great. I'll see you there. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully. Kelly, as always, nice to see you. We got David B. He's mobile. Amy, she's on the she's on the middle of the road. There she is. Nice to see Amy. Yeah. We got Michael Stacy as always. Annette, Susan M. Oh, Suzanne. Nice to see you. 
Rachel, Jimmy R, the head's whipping boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got uh, Rick Rowe, uh, drowning, not waving, waving, not drowning. Yes, that was good. All right, I think that's it. For if I didn't get to uh, goodbye and uh, we'll see, we'll be here today, 4.30 Pacific time. We do a non-duality thing for, uh, that's on the website. So if you want to come to that, 4.30 Pacific. So we'll be here. And uh, I'll see everyone soon. Thanks, guys. See you, Dave.